Humble beginnings using basically home recording gear and stuff from Radio Shack. KPRI has evolved into a destination of choice for many of the major authentic rock artists. The reason why has little to do with us and a lot to do with you. Artists have noticed that you buy their records. You go to their shows. And so they want to come here to San Diego. That was the case with the gifted songwriter who crafted the music of Split Ends and Crowded House. Knowing he was getting airplay on KPRI and sensing a major fan base in San Diego, July 2nd, 2002, Neil Finn began his U.S. tour in KPRI's Studio I. If you were a listener to 102.1 KPRI, that voice is instantly recognizable. That's Madison, a longtime host of our early morning show. This is the Magic Radio Box. I'm Robert John Hughes, exploring the magic of radio with some memories from the past. We're listening back to a radio special called The Making of KPRI Live Tracks, Volume 1. It's about how San Diego's 102.1 KPRI, locally owned independent station, with the help of some of the top singer-songwriters of the day, entered the record business producing a series of five CDs containing unique live in-studio performances. And those CDs were sold to benefit a local charity called Voices for Children. This week, you'll hear part two of the very first CD containing songs by Natalie Merchant, Midnight Oil, Cowboy Junkies, and Jewel, just to name a few. And along the way, there'll be some really amazing stories, questions from listeners, and so on. First, uh, a program note. If you are someone with a very tidy mind, you know who you are, someone who likes things in order, you will probably want to stop and go back to last week's episode and listen to part one and then come back and listen to part two. Now, I actually think you could listen to that later if you like, but it's up to you. I'm just letting you know. And joining me for this episode, the owner of that great voice that you heard at the top of the show and all throughout last week's show, the host of the KPRI Early Morning Show, Madison. You are not here, are you? No, I'm in another country uh, in the middle of the Caribbean. Well, tell us where you are and what you're doing. I'm I'm actually got lucky enough to do what you did for such a long time in San Diego. I was able to um, buy a radio station. Was completely a lucky, fluky thing, and uh, ended up moving to uh, an island called Roatan, Honduras, which is about 30 miles from mainland Honduras. Interesting thing about the island is that it was inhabited primarily by uh, English speakers uh, who had lived here and had descended from pirates. <laughs> and so, so and so, the names on the island are McNabb and McLaughlin and uh, and uh, and Bowden and things that uh, you know are definitely not a Spanish surname. Um, and they speak an English patois. It's kind of like a, a Creole of sorts, and uh, it's a very interesting. I wish I could. I wish I could find it. But the island's fascinating because the uh, Garifuna culture uh, originated on this island. And uh, nobody wanted anything to do with it until the 1990s when the big surf, uh, not surf, when the diving community started to roll down. So anyway, that's what I'm doing, owning a radio station, which you did so well for such a long period of time. Well, that's spectacular. And that's really, I wanted to ask you the, the, you know, the thing that brought you and me together in such a great partnership for such a long period of time was our mutual love of radio. And this podcast I call Magic Radio Box. And I wanted to ask you, 
When somebody says the magic of radio, what does that mean to you, Madison? Well, I think back to when I used to call the DJs in WABB in Mobile, Alabama, to have them play Harry Nielsen's Coconut song when it came right. out. And uh, and then it would come on, right? And you were excited about it. Or you would uh, hear Three Dog Night uh, when Three Dog Night was big. I mean, so it was the pop radio. It was... Um, it was more, I, I really fell in love with it more when I got back to the States. When I was a kid, we lived on Okinawa and they had Armed Forces radio television services. So we didn't have that kind of radio that you had. They did the, they did a top 40 though. And the top 40 really was 40 records in a row. And then the next 40 records in a row. And then the next 40 records in a row. Um, but you know, it was, it was knowing that the guy was playing it for you. You know, that, that special feeling you got. Um, and I still feel that way when I'm listening to the radio and I hear a song and I'm like, oh, this is, I haven't heard this in forever because it just gives you that. And when, when something is happening, um, you know, I remember what we did when September 11th took place, the magic of radio. It was the ability to bring a community together and go, hey, listen, this is a big group hug here and we're going to be all right. Yep. I remember that day very well. Well, last week on the podcast, we heard part one of the making of KPRI Live Tracks Volume 1. You're doing an amazing job of narrating. Uh, when you listen back to what you've heard so far in part one, what are your thoughts? I spoke really fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, my voice has gotten deeper. That's one thing. You know, I think of all the times that um, that we were sitting there on the sidelines as these musicians were making music. And, um, and it brings back those memories and it brings back the, the tension of trying to make this thing work because it was all done in real time. Um, that was pretty amazing. Right. And yep. it was like a, it was a really, uh, you know, you don't think of it at the time, but it was quite the, it was quite the, um, uh, quite a bit of work for everybody to be prepared you know, especially the sessions at Studio West. And I heard the one, you know, you were you were with Natalie Merchant, and, and I know that you were hosting that one, and I know you were hosting Midnight Oil. And um, and I thought, what a great job. I mean, I'm not trying to do some patting on the back, but just to pull all of that off. I mean, Midnight Oil had not been in the United States. Natalie Merchant was talking about being scared, talking about being scared speaking publicly, but has no problem singing. Um, human beings. Yep. Human beings. Well, let's, this is, I'm holding up a copy of live tracks. It's probably been a few years since you've seen that. I remember the cover. Yeah. So let's dive into part two. And uh, can you stick around afterwards? I want to get your thoughts after you've heard the whole thing. Absolutely. Welcome back. My name's Madison, and this is the making of KPRI Live Tracks Volume 1. We're listening to all the songs, and along the way, we're telling you some of the stories behind the music. Track number 11 features singer-songwriter-composer Duncan Sheik recorded during a visit to KPRI Studio I. I know what you're doing, seeing it all too clear. I only taste the sailing when I kiss away your tears. Really had me going, wishing on a star. The black holes that surround you 
are heavier by far I believed in your confusion so completely torn Must have been that yesterday The day that I was born Not much to examine Nothing left to hide Really can't be serious You have to ask me why I say goodbye Goodbye Cause I am barely breathing I can't find the air Don't know who I'm kidding, imagining you care I could stand here waiting full for another day Don't suppose it's worth the price, it's worth the price Price that I would pay, yeah, yeah, yeah Everyone keeps asking, what's it all about? And I can't figure out What is this attraction? I only feel the pain Nothing left to reason And only you to blame Will it ever change? Cause I am barely breathing And I can't find the air Don't know who I'm kidding Imagining you My name's Madison, and you're listening to the making of KPRI Live Tracks Volume 1. To buy our new CD, visit our website, AuthenticRock.com. We continue on with another track recorded during a Studio I session. The guest was Suzanne Vega. The show host was Robert, who asked about a Suzanne Vega song that's become a worldwide sensation, Tom's Diner. Every time I hear that song, I find myself sucked right into the scene, sitting in a diner somewhere with a porcelain mug of coffee and the waitress with a pink uniform. I mean, that's my scene. Mm -hmm. And I've always wanted to ask Suzanne Vega about that diner. And she's here, so I get my chance. (laughs) That's a real place, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. It's Tom's Tom's Restaurant in New York City. It's uh, actually on 112th Street in Broadway. And it's a real place. They, they don't wear pink weight, pink uniforms, but uh, the rest of it's pretty accurate. Yeah, but they do at the Bethesda Diner in Bethesda, Maryland, which is... Uh, <laughs> that's the place that that song always takes me to. Well, there you go. That day, Suzanne didn't do Tom's Diner, but she did perform a recent song about a failed marriage. Here's Widow's Walk on KPRI. Consider me a widow, boys, and I will tell you why. It's not the man, but it's the marriage that was drowned So I walk the walk and wait with watchful eye out to the sky Looking for a kind of vessel I have never found Though I saw it splinter, I keep looking out to see Like a dog with little sense, I keep returning To the very area where I did see the thing go down As if there's something at the sight I should be learning That 
Blind is the horizon We watched the wind and set the sail But save ourselves when all omens point to fail Suzanne Vega and track number 12 from KPRI Live Tracks Volume 1. That's Widow's Walk. This is Madison with another San Diego-based artist, born outside Richmond, Virginia. He eventually moved to San Diego to see where his music might take him. So what did you think when you came here? Were you surprised at the music you found? Oh, I was. I I was, yeah, totally. I mean, where I came from, I mean, I really didn't really apply myself in my hometown as, as much as I should have, I guess, but... You know, when I when I left Richmond, it was jam bands, funk bands, college bands, and when I got to San Diego, it was all kinds of bands. You know, from country western to acoustic folk to punk to I mean, and I saw audiences, the same audience, just about at every one of these shows. Yeah. I was like, whoa, this is amazing, this is amazing, and I realized I could get involved. Um, and it just, I don't know, I just could relate. I could relate to these artists, you know, like, wow, they're, they're living here and they're inspired here and they're working together. Uh, it just, it was cool. And I said, this is where I want to, this is where I want to be. The boy's gone now. The boy's gone home. The boy's gone gone home And what will happen to a face in the crowd when it finally gets too crowded And what will happen to the origins of sound after all the sounds have sounded Well I hope I never have to see that day But by God I know it's headed our way So I better be happy now That the boy's going home The boy's gone home Jason Mraz on the making of KPRI Live Tracks Volume 1. My name is Madison. We've got all the information on how to get your brand new CD on the KPRI website. It's at AuthenticRock.com. Right now, the music continues with yet another San Diego artist, the most requested local artist in the history of this station. Sometimes you have to get lost to find your way to make your day. You know, and you know, I know it's really cool because the the man that we're mentioning the story, he had told me a bunch of um, well, he had told he was telling us about their town, and we had sat down to write a, a song. We thought, oh, this is a good place to you know, we we were lost and we went needed to write a song so we thought this is as good a place as any and it's so cute and I started just writing down everything he said and he said something about something to that effect and it was so cool that we were able to work it into the chorus of the song recorded live at the Poway Center for Performing Arts here's Eve Sellis on KPRI I had big plans in the city they all fell out one by one I filled my tank up and I was ready, headed toward the midday sun, diving back roads in Kentucky, I wandered into Russellville, I shared a park bench with a stranger, I found a blessing waiting there, sometimes you've got Your way to make your day, and prayers that go on 
Marcellus on KPRI with Russellville, one of the five songs from local San Diego artists on KPRI Live Tracks Volume 1. My name is Madison. From humble beginnings, using basically home recording gear and stuff from Radio Shack, KPRI has evolved into a destination of choice for many of the major authentic rock artists. The reason why has little to do with us and a lot to do with you. Artists have noticed that you buy their records. You go to their shows, and so they want to come here to San Diego. That was the case with the gifted songwriter who crafted the music of Split Ends and Crowded House. Knowing he was getting airplay on KPRI and sensing a major fan base in San Diego, July 2, 2002, Neil Finn began his U.S. tour in KPRI's Studio I. Now, according to your bio, you uh, at one time when you were very young thought about being a priest. And I don't want to make too much of this, but is there, do you, do you feel that being in music, I mean, particularly, you know, in troubled times, like after the terror attacks and the, the 11th of September, do you feel that, that, that there's something about the ministry that's reflected in music? Well, um, last night, Johnny, uh, who we went to uh, the show with, was remarking that, I'm mean, relating everything to the Who concert here, but the, that see me, hear me, touch me, feel me, was like a, um, a hymn. And it sort of is in a way. But so I think music, yeah, I think it is. It's kind of like church you go to without admitting that you're going to church. Um, I think every Catholic boy wants to be a priest at some point. But as then they, they find out they can't go out with girls. It sort of kills the ambition dead. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it didn't last very long, that one. My brother wanted to be for quite a lot longer. But I think he, and then he became the front man of split ends. And he definitely was into kind of, it was an evangelizing of sorts, you know, <laughs> albeit with a mad right. haircut and, and, and rhyming couplets, you know. But yeah, there's, I think it's it, in these times, but in any times, really, uh, um, music is powerful, powerful thing. Even if it's just in a room with somebody in, a, in a two hours, where you feel connected to something much more important and bigger and deeper than the CNN. Deadlines again. Feel like hiding out No sign of comfort yet Have a nap while no one's looking Bring some inspiration to the man In my head Namesake out of reach Strange days upon us now Where the dust of conversation Hanging in the light above the bed Leave me now Cause tonight it's driving me mad I guess I'll be alright But tonight it's driving Always come Fail to materialize It's way beyond my understanding Find my only comfort in your hands Behold me now Cause tonight it's driving me mad This dream can fail up. But tonight it's driving 
Most of all, it's music taking me And tonight it's driving me mad But still I can't refuse Even when it's driving me mad I guess I'll be KPRI, Neil Finn, and Driving Me Mad. My name's Madison. Song by song, we're working our way through our brand new CD, KPRI Live Tracks Volume 1. It's the first full-length CD compilation in our history. 17 songs, over 70 minutes of music, all of it from KPRI broadcast. We especially enjoy the chance to put our registered frequent listeners up close and personal with great bands, like last year's session with Dishwalla, hosted by KPRI's Meg Banta. This is Lisa in San Diego. She wants to ask you a question. Hey, Hi, how are you? I was wondering, as a young band in the business right now, do you guys have any hopes of what to be known for, you know, 10, 15 years down the road? I'd probably have to say, like, great songs. That's, that's how <laughs> that's we want to be remembered. Yeah, hopefully not, not for some dumb stunt that one of us does, you know. <laughs> don't those guys piss on the Alamo? I mean, we don't want to know that. Biting, you know, bad heads off. No, we don't want to be known for that. Actually, J.R., I hear you're pretty good at those stunts. Me? No. Breaking bones and things. I break bones. I, my <laughs> own. But, yeah.
streets and I was lonely In such a long way home So I asked you if you'd join me For a single last call and drink So you turned and bought us too Didn't even blame You had to look at that urban angel Such a bad disguise Drink it makes you angry When I drink And somewhere in the middle. That's track number 16 from KPRI Live Tracks Volume 1. My name's Madison, and actually we're somewhere near the end. 16 songs we've sampled. And you can sample them even more by visiting the KPRI website, AuthenticRock.com. We've got one more song to play. But before we do, here's Robert with more on the San Diego organization that benefits from the sale of Live Tracks Volume 1. Thanks, Madison. Proceeds from the sale of KPRI Live Tracks Volume 1 are being donated to Voices for Children. This is the local San Diego organization that recruits, trains, and provides volunteers known as court-appointed special advocates. These are unique and specially trained individuals. Right now, I'd like you to meet one of them. Her name is Nancy Rosenberger. I have one teenager who always told people that I was the only one in his life who wasn't paid to care about him. I can't, that's another thing I can't imagine. Everybody else in his life was paid. The foster mother was paid. The, the attorney was paid. His social worker was paid. They changed, and, and they might have cared about him, but their job moved on, and it was somebody else's turn. So I was the only one that was with him the whole time. So it, it really does make a difference to these children. And like I said, we need lots more volunteers. There are almost 8,000 children out there that, that need a voice. And um, our goal at Voices for Children is each child deserves a safe and permanent home in the shortest amount of time possible. That's Nancy Rosenberger, a volunteer with Voices for Children who has been trained to be a court-appointed special advocate. When you buy KPRI Live Tracks Volume 1, the money goes to support the work of Nancy and people like her. For more information, please visit our website, AuthenticRock.com. Now let's go back to Madison and wrap up the making of KPRI Live Tracks Volume 1. 
Track number 17 is perhaps the most special of all. She visited San Diego a couple of times last year, but the media and fans and record company pressure on her was so great that the people close to her were concerned she might collapse under the strain. She never made it to our studios. She did win all those Grammys, and when she heard about Live Tracks Volume 1, she sent us a song to say thanks for the support. Recorded live at the House of Blues in Chicago, here's Nora Jones on KPRI.
KPRI Live Tracks Volume 1 was written and produced by Robert and I with the help of Dale Gerlock and Darren Stinton and program direction from Donna Scheib. If you like what you've heard, please visit our website and get your copy. You'll find all the info at AuthenticRock.com. You know, I want to say the obvious. That was a pure sales promotion piece. I mean, we <laughs> did. We did. I mean, let's just, you know, we did that because it was the very first of the uh, five live track CD compilations that we did. And people had never heard of our radio station doing this, although it was common practice for other radio stations. And you and I did this to say, hey, look, this is this new CD we have, and there's some cool songs on here, and you ought to go out and buy it. Well, there are a lot of cool songs on there. There are a lot of uh, versions of songs that that I would say, you know, are obscure now uh, by some of the artists. And then they're, um, you know, the time period, music was really different. Don't you remember? I mean, do oh, yeah. you think? What, what was you, look, I'd like to get your take. When you were um, uh, masterminding this, you know, um, I, I, now as a, an owner of a radio station, I kind of realize that every decision that we make sometimes are good, sometimes are bad. But what you did there, that uh, that album was a really good idea. And, and I know it originated with other other albums you'd heard. How hard was it putting it all together? It was a beast. It was, I mean, it's, it's, it's so much work. I mean, first of all, there's the work of recording this stuff, but that's a labor of love. I mean, you know, all these bands that we had, you know, Suzanne Vega, Duncan Sheik, Jason Mraz, uh, Neil Finn, all, you know, all these people who came to our studios and performed for us, that was the easy part. The really hard part, Madison, was getting the lawyers and the publishing companies to say, yeah, you want to put a song out that competes with our guy selling his own stuff and you're doing it for charity? Okay. I mean, you know, we had to get sign-offs for every single one of these songs. And my biggest disappointment was the song that never made it to live tracks, any of the five volumes, and I tried for every one, and that was um, John Mayer's first, first big song. He did a wonderful job in the studio, and I thought it was charming. I thought it was delightful, and I wanted to put it out, and I just never could get the lawyers at Columbia Records to agree. Why? Because it was better than their version? Well, they just, you know, it got all caught up in bureaucracy. You know, they just, they would never get, you know, you'd send them a letter, and you'd call them, and they just, they'd never get back to you. You know, and if you got one of them on the phone, they'd go, Oh, yeah, I'll check into that and get back to you. And then you'd never hear from them. Right. And two weeks later, it's somebody new has never heard of you. Yeah. So that was, did you have a, a song that you wanted on the live track series that never got there? Well, I, I always remember Sarah McLaughlin played at your house. And, and when you were living in Del Mar, you had a grand piano in your living room and you had a tall ceiling. And so it made really nice sound. And, um, she performed, I believe, Adia, or what was it she performed? I don't remember that it was that song. I think it was another song, and I actually think we did get permission for that. And the reason why is because Sarah's manager also managed the Bare Naked Ladies. Remember them? Yeah. And anytime we asked, uh, it was Terry McGovern. That was Sarah's manager. And right. anytime we asked Terry for, can we do something with your artist? The answer was always, yes, send me the form. I'll sign it and send it back to you today. I mean, he was terrific. 
she did a great job. It just never, it never materialized. I mean, there was something, I think, in her voice singing to five or ten people that were in the room at the time it was recorded that made it extra, extra special because, you know, it's one thing, you, you, you play guitar. It's one thing to be in front of a big crowd. And there's a lot more tension, I think, in some places, or there's a lot more, I'm just going to get through with this and get off the stage. But when you're playing in an intimate setting, sometimes the performances are just a whole different energy. They're like almost a religious experience. And when I heard her play that and sing it, it was her singing that, that really, I think, knocked me out. Yeah. Good stuff. I want to thank you for joining us today, all the way from an island off the coast of Honduras. <laughs> and the fact that it sounds so good, this is this is the magic of radio after all, right? I love it. It's great seeing you and great talking to you, too. Thanks for joining me for this edition of the Magic Radio Box. And thanks to Madison, all the way from Roatan, Honduras. This podcast is now available on all the major directories of podcasts, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, and more. Your comments are always welcome. And if you have the chance to give us a rating or respond to our poll, we would appreciate as many stars as you think we deserve. And if you have friends who you think would enjoy this episode or the others that we've produced so far, send them the link. I'm Robert John Hughes. What will we do next week? I don't know. Still thinking about that. See you next time on the Magic Radio Box. Oh.